We hear a lot of perspectives on the Mankind Podcast. Inclusion of a guest is not an endorsement of their views, and the opinions expressed here do not always represent the mission or values of the Mankind Project USA. Looks like the rain has gone. G'day and welcome to another episode of the Mankind Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Clift. Now, this is the show where we break the molds of modern manhood to prove that there's more than one way to be a man. And what is one of the best ways to look at our manhood? It's when we look at our purpose. Why are we here on this earth? Why do we exist? Now, I don't know about you, but at the time of the release of this podcast, we're about three weeks into the new year. 95% of people will have quit their New Year's resolutions by now. Isn't that insane? Every year, new year, new me, new resolutions, and 95% of us, those dreams have bit the dust. So I thought, why not position an episode of the show or a discussion around purpose right at the beginning of the year, right at this perfect intersection between do I continue, do I keep fighting, or do I just throw in the towel for my resolution. Now, I say resolution, but really we're talking about purpose more than anything. Like, what is my purpose for doing anything? What's my purpose for getting up in the morning? Now, it might be easy for you if you've got kids to think, oh, well, my kids are my purpose. Sure, that's great. However, uh, is that purpose, has it been nothing but pure, clean energy that's allowed you to get off the couch when you need to and do everything that you want to achieve in a day? Or do you, like me, still struggle sometimes with motivation, with a bit of get up and go? Is the, uh, is the peak of the mountain a little bit hard to see, hidden behind some clouds? And does it get a little bit muddy sometimes as to, you know, what do I need to do today to get me closer to, the, to my goals or to get me inching closer to my mission and my purpose in life? So I thought, who better to join us today than the big dogs when it comes to understanding purpose in life, Rick Bronick and Michael Bonahan from Wisdom Windfall. We've had them both on the show before. Uh, we've heard back from you that they were hugely impactful when they joined us individually, but I wanted to bring them together to talk about purpose. And this is an interesting episode. In fact, you're going to like this one. It's a bit more experiential than just listening in because you are going to get to Uh, Take on their reclaiming yourself process uh, with with what they do with Wisdom Windfall and what they do with their clients. I can tell you it was incredibly powerful for me to go through this process and I am eager to welcome you into it where you're going to get a chance to, you know, really get an idea of who are you at your core, your original self, like the person you were put on this earth to be, you know, how have you been wounded? What has happened to you in your life? And then how do you defend yourself? What are the masks that you put on to defend yourself in the world? So this is a fun one. You're going to get a chance to close your eyes and breathe in as Michael and Rick lead us through this beautiful, powerful purpose work. And yeah, I think you're going to have a lot of fun with this one. So enough from me. Let me welcome Michael Bonahan and Rick Bronick onto the show. Enjoy.
G'day and welcome to another episode of the Mankind Podcast, the show where we break the molds of modern manhood to prove there is more than one way to be a man. I'm your host today, Brandon Clift, and I am joined by two blokes who have been on here before in various and different conversations. We have Michael Bonahan and Rick Bronick. For those that are hearing you for the first time, Michael, tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll pass it to you, Rick. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, I live on the big island of Hawaii. Uh, I'm a founding partner of Wisdom Windfall uh, with Rick Bronick and uh, Rhonda Schladen, and we also have our, our curriculum uh, development uh, person, Jeff Coulter. But I'm calling because um, uh, from Hawaii on land, unceded lands of the Kanaka Maoli and Kanaka Kama Aina, and uh, I love living here. It's been a beautiful time, and the volcano just stopped erupting, which is really exciting. I'm a founding partner of the, of the company, uh, also a co-leader in the Mankind Project, a leader trainer, and the leader trainer coordinator for the USLB, that's the United States Leader Body in MKP USA. Um, I've, uh, I'm also a co-author of Power, Privilege, and Difference in the Workplace, which is a diversity, equity, and inclusion program that Rick and I have developed along with Rhonda and Jeff. And I'm in with that. Fantastic. Great to have you back. And we have Rick Bronick joining us again. You may recall Rick joined us to talk about Money Shadow many episodes ago. Very popular one. Got a lot of feedback on that one and a lot of people putting their hands up in the air going, yep, that's me. Thank you. So Rick, it's a pleasure to have you back, mate. Hey, thanks, Brandon. Good to be with you, brother. And as usual, my brother, Michael, uh, cut out about half of the stuff that he's doing. Uh, He's a remarkable human being and, and very, very gifted and a great partner. I also am a partner in Wisdom Windfall with Rhonda, and Jeff Coulter is an amazing curriculum specialist who supports us in so many ways. Um, and many of you know me as a long, long time, 32-year member of Mankind Project, um, a full leader, leader trainer, and in the program manager for Unpacking Power, Privilege, and Difference. It's another podcast we did a long time ago, Brandon. Um, that is correct. Marvelous online and soon to be in person. Uh, deep exploration of uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and it's a joy to be here. Uh, I've also written uh, two books that were Amazon bestsellers. My third book is coming out in April of 2023 with co-author and dear friend Leonard Shimchak entitled Power Tools for Men, a Blueprint for Healthy Masculinity. So I am deeply entrenched in uh, working with men, men's issues, and particularly feel like uh, an expert on men's violence since I've been leading trainings for 30 years in 11 countries on five continents. I'm in. Wow, I'm happy I didn't give my background because I am totally underqualified to be in this room right now. (laughs) But we are here to talk about mission, talk about purpose specifically. Uh, finding one's purpose, reclaiming one's purpose. Uh, we mentioned in the beginning of this interview, Rick and Michael, we were talking about, you know, purpose is not an uncommon thing to talk about these days. And oftentimes when that happens, sometimes the perception of value of such a thing can can decrease. It's kind of, it, it can sometimes be like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I got to have a purpose. Having a purpose is great. Whereas previously it was, I must have, what is my purpose? Why am I here on this earth? What are these two feet going to take me? Uh, so perhaps the perception of value has gone down, but the importance never has the importance is it really now more than ever with all the distractions that, that we have in the world, I'll make that a nice statement, all the distractions I have in the world, it's very easy to uh, disconnect and get unclear with what 
what the purpose is, right? Uh, so we're here. I guess I'm here to be uh, psyched and coached and facilitated and therapied uh, with the masterful facilitation of Michael and Rick. So you guys have uh, control of the steering wheel from here on. I go where you go. Careful what you ask for, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, in the Mankind Project, we, we really focus on mission, uh, the term mission. Uh, we have a lovely process on our new warrior training adventure uh, that's called Mission. And it's rooted uh, in what we call our little boy's deepest needs. And, and for regardless of gender, your child's deepest need is often the impetus for uh, a mission or, or maybe the vision in which uh, you see the world where your little child's deepest needs are fulfilled. And, and that's a lovely process. It's beautiful and, uh, and super powerful, extremely effective. And, and, and we focus on purpose at Wisdom Windfall. It's more of an adult-oriented process uh, about not just looking at our earliest childhood, but also about looking at our shadows, um, the, the elements that are important to us. And purpose is, is different than mission. I, I always talk about purpose as the overarching idea of why do I exist? What am I here to do? And mission are, is more about what are the paths and behaviors that I follow to, um, to create, to fulfill my vision. So what do I aspire to? What is my life's goal? So those are three definitely different things. And, and purpose for adults, whether it's a personal development in business, um, a personal purpose statement and things like that. That's what we help our clients develop, either institutionally or personally. Yeah, we are. Fantastic. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you, my uh, my daughter was born five weeks ago, and so definitely an injection in the purpose department. That's for sure. Like I, uh, I might touch my uh, Nintendo a little less now. Uh, <laughs> now that there are some things that have, you know jumped the ladder of importance, right? Um, and so. But there's definitely some, some clarity in, in, in a couple areas, some balls that perhaps are being dropped because of this, because of perhaps much less sleep. So, uh, yeah, I, tell me, I'm curious, what, what would be the first step in this process? Uh, yeah, I'm all ears. How open. Well, Brandon, we have a series of curriculum that we offer at Wisdom Windfall. And it starts with reclaiming yourself, which is what we're going to be running you through some of the pieces of this. Now, normally we do this with a, a larger group and we, do, we break groups into, you know, sometimes called breakout rooms. We call them purpose pods. <laughs> we won't be doing that today. You're a one person purpose pod, right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Michael, are you going to start with the... Sure. Yeah. So... Um... The invitation here is to to reclaim the parts of ourselves that often get forgotten or left behind. There are, were a th actually three selves um, that we've identified, and and these three parts of ourselves, everyone develops in the process of becoming a functioning adult in the world. But when we lose sight of the, these three parts, um, they can have a free for all on our mind, body, and spirit. So you may already know what some an idea of what these uh, parts are. The, they are our original self. That is the God spark, the immutable perfection of who we are. And this developed through birth before we ever heard our first no or felt pain or loss. So that original self is it's, it's rooted in your personality. Uh, it's the part of you that you came into the world with. And uh, it's a very valuable. Piece. I might add, 
The next is a wounded sibling. Yeah, go ahead. As a new father, you see that piece so clearly reflected in your daughter, right? I mean, it's just unmistakable. Oh, it's it's just sheer, sheer perfection. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. She, you know, she, she, she uh, exemplifies that, that powerful uh, innocence, that life force, that, that mm-hmm. essence, um, and you get to witness it and, and be part of it. And that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Next is our wounded self, you know, and regardless of how well I think I've got my act together, I'm wounded. We are all wounded. Even the act of birth itself, you know, being separated from our mother mm-hmm. can be wounding. And, and wounds can be, are not, you know, don't have to be these traumatic things people talk. There's a lot of trauma in our lives, but that trauma manifests in, in very simple ways when we're young. It could be as simple as the first time you were cold or hungry, um, the first time you weren't held when you cried, or it obviously could be an, as intense as physical abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse. So we're all wounded when, you, when we're young. And, and we focus a lot on those wounds in the Mankind Project. We, do, we unpack those because often that's where shadow uh, is grown out of from those wounds. You know, the other part of ourself that we develop is in order to get the gumption to go out into the world, to face the world with our wounds, with our vulnerabilities, is we have developed the defended self. And you, you've heard this as the mask or the mask that we wear. It's our representative, our curriculum vitae, our bio, you know, it's how we want the world to see us. Our defended self serves us. It's worn like a cloak to keep us safe in a dangerous world. However, it can also, if we're unaware of our defended self, and if it's operating at a higher level and putting our original self and wounded selves in the back seat, it can become an unsafe self as well. So that's what brings us together here is to the work that we would like to offer you is revealing, remembering, sharing, and experiencing the three selves. Fantastic. I'm, I am so excited for this. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll get started and I'll, I'll have uh, Rick do um, the one in the middle. I'll start with the original self. The invitation is to close your eyes and take a breath. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're not driving and you're a place that you can do this, the invitation is to close your eyes and take a breath. Um, and know that that essence that we talked about, that you can so, see so clearly in your daughter, is the part of ourselves we want to access in this moment. This part exists in love. So just feel that love. Allow yourself to be comfortable. Put down any tools or busy work. And let's go on a very short visualization here. I want you to imagine that beautiful, beautiful little being that you grew out of, the innocence, the wholeness, and the freedom of which your original self owns and lives in. And this space, Brandon, is is peace and gratitude, grace, ease, a deep openness for connection. There's also a wildness, a rawness, So breathe into the abundance of all of that. That aliveness. Here your feelings have no judgment. They just are. Without attachment. Your intuition. And that 
that beautiful, beautiful original child has joy and sovereignty of its own, an original power. Breathe into total presence. This is the moment, an eternal moment, where your original self can exist without attachment, where all of your needs are met. Your power, your mana, the inspiration, your one and only self. Breathe into that loveliness of who you are. In this space, we're without opinions, without ego, and a mirror of your experience. Own how complete you are, how connected you are, how authentic, alive, and aligned with the divine order of the universe. Here you can be 100% responsible without need, trusting, creative, generative, and powerful. And in this space, anything and everything is possible. So rest into the truth of who you are, that original essence. And when you're ready, take a breath and open your eyes and come back into the room. And welcome, original self. I see a smile on your face. Um, <laughs> Bindi's baby photo when she was born is an identical twin of me when I was born. So it was easy to visualize because I have her like fresh in my mind. Beautiful. So I was like, oh, Bindi, but with different plumbing. Okay, gotcha. That's baby Brandon. <laughs> I also felt right? a little bit of a 2001 Space Odyssey kind of fetus in the universe kind of visual as well so i was like all right i see i see you that's beautiful and did any words or um any beliefs or any truths come up for you specifically as you were resting in your original self yeah a string was being strung between now and then and the the kind of tone that was being plucked on the string was all those traumatic experiences are insignificant to the potential, if you know what I mean. Like these were seemingly world ending experiences that I was going through, and they have such little power over what that little, little child, that little baby is capable of. Mm. And that's beautiful. Well, breathe into that and know that. And if, and if you have a journal or, and like to write something down, uh, if you're listening, uh, write down what came up for you. Uh, it could be in a word cloud. It could be a thought, a feeling. Whatever is your truth, 
and I'm going to ask Rick if he would guide us through the next self. But however, I do want to just give a caveat, a bit of a trigger alert. Um, if you uh, suffer from unresolved trauma um, or, or flashbacks, uh, the invitation is not to close your eyes in this next piece um, uh, and to keep yourself present. However, if you have taken a close look at your wounded self, as many of us have in the Mankind Project, and you're comfortable going there and want to learn more about what may lie inside, um, you're welcome to close your eyes and dive a little deeper. I'll say. Rick. So, again, Brandon, I invite you to take a deep breath and close your eyes. That beautiful, beautiful, beautiful original self, unfortunately for virtually all of us gets obscured by traumas, wounds that we experience in our lifetime. Some of those Michael mentioned earlier. The wounded self, sometimes we call it the shape shifter, is a mind virus that attacks us. It's also called the shadow. And it's adaptive behaviors we take on to survive life after we have experienced being wounded rejected, perhaps abandoned for the first time, shamed, loss of sense of ourselves, loss of self-appreciation, loss of love, loss of belonging. These experiences, the kinds of abuses that we may have suffered, verbal abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, religious abuse, and so forth, cause us to begin to adapt to the world in ways that are protective, but perhaps block us from access to that precious, beautiful, original self. So I'm going to read some words to you, and I invite you to mentally put a circle around them, Brandon, words that might come up for you around this part of yourself, depending upon the type of wounds you have experienced. All our wounds are different, but we all adapt by creating the wounded self as a way of dealing with those wounds. So some of these wounds might be abandonment, abuse, illness, Judgment of others or self. Rejection. Shaming. Bullying. Hurt. Fear. Terror. Sadness. Feeling less than. Feeling damaged unsafe, unwanted, disconnected, unimportant, isolated, in pain, suffering, resentment, fear, hate, revenge. These experiences of course, cause us to develop beliefs about ourselves, such as, I'm not good enough, I'm unlovable, I am not worthy, I'm alone, 
And there's no one else like me. I'm the only one that experiences this. I'm disgusting. Something's wrong with me. I don't belong. It is those beliefs that we cling to and damage us the most. So take a breath into whatever you experience there, Brandon. And when you're ready, I invite you to open your eyes. We notice a different look on your face this time. Yeah. And were there one or two words or phrases or beliefs that popped up for you that you're familiar with, perhaps? Yeah, I would definitely say judgment of, I mean, gosh, a little bit of everything, but mm -hmm. mainly judgment of others and self, mm -hmm. huge on the self part, uh, low self-worth, mm -hmm. and uh, I'd say, yeah, definitely a feeling of not belonging. Mm -hmm. uh, Thank you. Throw in, throw in some abandonment. Abandonment, yeah. And I can see in your eyes, Brandon, how authentic you are responding to this, this particular piece. And I appreciate that very much. My guess is your listeners will find themselves in some of those words, maybe the same ones you mentioned, maybe other ones. Uh, I have my own, of course. Michael does, too. We've been through this process many times. So thank you for going there. And I'm going to turn it back to Michael to take you through the third self. Mm. Thank you, Rick. So take a deep breath. Rest in that original part of yourself that you, you stepped into at the beginning of this process. and Bless yourself in this moment. Give yourself some love. And, uh, and go ahead and keep your eyes open for this one if you'd like. And, and you know, in order for, for us to deal with this, this, this wounded self, for our original self to get up the gumption, go out in the world and face, face the world with our wounds and our belief systems, we develop our defended self, our coping mechanisms, your representative, the face that, that we show the world, the masks that we wear, the shield or shields that we put up. Our risk manager comes online and manages us in a way so that our original selves can get through the veil of the wounds. However, our defended self helps to keep us safe. The defended self acts out of the belief system developed from the wounded self. And from this, your persona. Our ego takes shape in the world at a very young age based upon our defended selves our values, imagination, and morals take shape. The inflated and deflated parts of ourselves come online in the archetypal range. Often our defended selves are consumed by the opinions of others. How do they see me? Our defended selves often allow fear to take a commanding role in our lives. We're on guard, quick to react rather than respond, and trust and empathy are often lost. The victim, the perpetrator, and the rescuer in this space form their drama triangle. 
and we develop st survival strategies where we allow ourselves to be conditioned to fit in, to toe the line, to follow the rules or not, and, and where we are permitted to be stuck in our story. Our defended selves can cause us to rail against society or can also keep our heads down so we don't stand out keep ourselves from being the tall poppy in the field. So within this space, what are your masks? How do you defend yourself? How is your defended self presented to the world? Who is that person that you want the world to see? Yeah, man. <clears throat> There is a performative persona that I crafted from a very young age in order to stand out. Um, everyone loves my dad. He can, can seize a room and he is incredibly entertaining, passionate, and I naturally used him as a measuring stick as, you know, he was my first guide to manhood. So I thought, oh, I'll be that. So I have this trained extrovert that I didn't realize till only very recently in the past couple of years that I'm actually very introverted and I recharge alone. And, uh, so I have that performer side that when I'm in a room where I'm perhaps feeling some of those wounds of not feeling worthy or not feeling like I fit in or belong, that I can kind of turn that on and seize center stage. Uh, it looks beautiful when it's coming from a genuine place and it is so transparent when it isn't. Um, I also have a... Uh, yeah, a special special boy kind of mask of not, I don't need to do the work. I'm here to turn up and enjoy the spoils, but not necessarily do the work to get there. Um, mm. So that mask can often come up as kind of entitlement, uh, deserving to be there when again, haven't done the work, right? Or to have a seat at the table. And then there's this kind of, this leaning into this introvert in recent years, I uh, married a gregarious, social, uh, beautiful, woman who has a, never met a stranger and I finally was like oh finally I can be the quiet one in the relationship yeah. <laughs> and so I really lent into that speaking last sitting back um doing less a lot less stimuli and it's been great but it's turning into kind of a malaise 
kind of a just no, I wouldn't say despondent, but just kind of disconnected. Like I'm, I'm not, not going to ever commit a hundred percent to really anything. So I'm going to stay. Uh, it's kind of like a flip of a coin. I'm going to, I'm going to step back and be the opposite now. So when someone would share me something they're excited about, rather than me going, "Oh, that's four decibels. I'll give you five. Oh, that's really exciting." And oh, yeah, mm. now I'm just kind of like, "All right, tell me more about that." It's <laughs> um, so yeah, I can see how each of those have served, how each of those have helped me survive. Um, but there is a cost. There has been a cost. Yeah. Well, thank you for being vulnerable and authentic. You, you, I just want to acknowledge that it's clear that you have done your work and you're doing your work uh, because uh, your awareness is at a high level to be able to access that. I just want to acknowledge that yeah. in you, Brandon. It's the beauty in the, cur- it's the, beauty uh, and the and curse thank of you. being in this work. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you can't hide. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm going to invite Rick to just talk yeah, about integration yeah. now, uh, if you Thank wouldn't you, mind. Rick. Yeah. Um, before we do that, it, we, we want to make really clear that the uh, defend itself, we're not denigrated in any way. It's absolutely critical for our survival. And there's times when I mm-hmm. purposely put on my defend itself. When I read, you know, when you asked me for my bio earlier, that's my, that's really my defend, that's my persona. It, it talks about what I do or what I've done, not who I am. So make that clear and and it's useful it's when we're unconsciously in it all the time that it becomes most damaging and, and it holds us back from being who we are so how do we do that how do we get to there i'd like to bring you through a an integration process and once again brandon we're going to ask you to do what we've done the whole session here and that is to breathe oh, and have another breath and if you wish to close your eyes and notice the depth of emotion that's working with your three selves. Just notice what's going on inside your body. And Michael and I would like to thank you for your trust and your courage to engage and to feel as you are feeling right now, whatever that might be. And now I'm going to invite you to reclaim yourself, to raise your awareness, to be present to your three selves, and ask you a a question that's important. Who's been making the decisions in your life? Is it your original self, your wounded self, or your highly adapted defended self? What part of yourself do you lead with? Is it part of your offended self? Your inflated part of you, perhaps? The person you want us to believe you are? Is it your wounded self? A deflated part of you, maybe wounded, hurt? Or is it your original self? Or is it a matrix of all three? Who has the loudest voice at your table? And if you're like me, Brandon, that varies from day to day, experience to experience, and who I'm with. 
And what has it cost you to not be fully aware of these essential parts of yourself? What is the payoff if you deny this awareness and go back to business as usual? I invite you to take a moment, just breathe into that first piece. And I want to come back to this idea, this critical idea that the three selves play an important part, a critical role in your existence and my existence. In fact, it takes an awareness of all three parts of ourselves to form a divine purpose and to drive your explosive passion, your visionary leader, your most powerful self. It is in this space, Brandon, that we are at our most vulnerable and our most effective. It is our wholeness which shapes our destiny. This is freedom. To be awake, healthy, in service to ourselves and to others, including, of course, our families. The ability to witness ourselves in our truth, to love ourselves through all of the stories that we have in our lives, is to be courageous and whole. I invite you to take another breath. And when you're ready, open your eyes. And what comes up for you as you think about integrating those three parts in a healthier way? If you're enjoying the Mankind Podcast, how about taking another step? Now this one takes some courage, and you have it. Come check out the Men's Work Introduction. It's three sessions over three weeks with new sessions starting every month where you can join other men on the path. You can find out more about the Men's Work course in the show notes. Yeah, uh, it's interesting the different contexts in which each of those turn up. Yes. Um, for example, professionally, uh, my finances don't aren't what everything hedges around or hinges around in my relationship in our home economics. Uh, my income really is just bonus. And so professionally, I have the ability to say to people whom I would previously really want to like me and really want to accept me and really want to, I'm having this ability to go, I'm not going to commit to that. Here's my boundary in this relationship. Here's as far as I'm willing to go. Here's as hard as I'm willing to work for this. Which is really cool for me because my whole life it's been yes man, people pleaser, so I feel my original self come through a lot. Uh, 
I'm part of a team developing a freight broker program and I'm going to be dealing with companies that are hundreds of millions of dollars and all the blah, 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 fast cars, sure. Not my fast cars, their fast cars. But I get the chance to develop emotional intelligence programs and training and curriculum and, and I'm meeting these people that are like, we want to make sure that you're the person for the job. And it's so weird to, without a, without even reacting, going, you're looking at the person for the job, <laughs> which is really awesome. cool. And, and, and that's not fronting. That's not behind the scenes. Oh, oh shit. Now I have to do something about it. <laughs> now I have to, you know, do the work to fulfill the role. No, it's no, I, I through and through got this. And, mm. Then there's times in, you know, in perhaps my relationship with others, my wife, or that the, the wounded comes out. And I end up in that drama triangle, right? Go to the victim, go to the perpetrator, go to the rescuer. Like there's this, I can find myself moving there. And then just the day-to-day, -day, the, the mask, the defended self, uh, a, a well-crafted, honed skill that has gotten me to where I am today. You know, these masks, uh, right. it's great. They're great to be able to put. I used to look at them in a negative light. Oh, well, if, it, if I'm not being my original mm. self, then I'm being a phony or a fake. And no, those personas allow me the ability to stand in front of a room of tradesmen that have been forced to sit in front of me for six weeks to talk about emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go, I need to go yeah, in there exactly. and, you know, in my work boots and jeans and, you know, and relate. I need to be able to, to <laughs> seize a certain persona to get their buy-in uh, or, or, or the other masks, um, whether it's uh, going into my introvert, the kind of malaise, oftentimes that's regenerative and protective and right. it's, mm -hmm. hey, leave me alone right now. Like I am close the curtains. I'm, I'm just going to spend some time with me. So I'm, it, it's, yeah, it, it's when previously one, my only speed and mode was zero to fuck yeah in three seconds, sprinting everywhere I was trying to go, which resulted in burnout, the flu, uh, mm. hollow relationships, very disconnected from self. Uh, a lot of masks mm -hmm. dependent upon masks no acknowledgement, original or wounded self. So, yeah, it's I, I've never seen them categorized this way, but I've loosely held them within my consciousness through mm -hmm. various work. So. It's it makes a lot of sense what you're saying, and and uh, and once again, I want to reiterate what what uh, Rick said is that all three of these cells are equally important. We can't exist uh, and function healthy, be a generative adult, uh, a person who's willing to step into their purpose in life without having full access to and a, a clear balance of these three selves. So, um, and you were talking about some very, and there's some ways to determine um, you know, what self is online, like who's driving my bus, who's making the decisions. And, and, and you talked a little bit about some of the self-care that you take as far as, you know, resting in your wounded self, draw the curtains and, and just feel. So we use, we use our own versions of self-care to determine what are the pieces that are either in balance or out of balance in our lives. 
So self-care is not just one self. It's also the three selves. How do I care for my original self? How do I care for my wounded self? And how do I care for my defended self? I'll give you some small examples of those. So like, I'll just give some personal examples. For me, my original self, uh, my self-care for my original self looks like meditation, a swim in the ocean, a walk in the forest, um, a hike, some exercise that's really, really connected with nature, even forest bathing, whatever it is. It's just to be with myself, to love myself, and to be present. Um, wounded self-care might be p pulling those curtains, you know, binging a Netflix show, having a glass of wine with my partner in private, you know, caring for myself in that way. It could be, it could be taking a, a hot bath on a cold winter's day. And then defend itself for me would be, yeah, sitting with Rick and developing some curriculum. Of course, we do some wounded and, and uh, original self-work as well together, but sitting with my team, developing curriculum, taking a, a new course, the next level of shadow, shadow work awareness, uh, the things that I can serve my, serve my clients, serve the world, and show up, growing my curriculum vitae, my bio. That's, that's healthy defended self-care. However, if I'm doing one, if I'm find myself closing the curtains and drinking wine, most of the time, I'm definitely not in a healthy space. I'm out of balance. If I'm up on the top of a mountain meditating just outside of Babaji's cave, that's wonderful, but I'm not going to be the purposeful, generative person out in the world making an impact, right? And as we talked about for our defended selves, if I'm, if I'm only working on, on how I impact from a professional way or the growing my persona at the loss of my wounded and original selves, that's not a healthy space either. So the invitation is to, is to really create three levels of self-care for your original wounded and defended selves and, and exercise and practice those in balance. So what are, what are some of the things, other things that are for you, Brandon, that you would consider self-care in any of those uh, three selves. Yeah, uh, I could definitely see how some of these get that possess me uh, in many ways. Uh, but I would say kind of for my like defended mask, uh, self-care looks like you know, reading. It looks like uh, yard work, so doing labor. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. we, we just got two acres. So I love going out there and just, transforming the whole bloody thing uh knowing that one day it's going to be like oh look at this beautiful thing that i created uh but also look at this beautiful space i created like it, it has like those two sides to it um it could be just uh for my wounded self sitting in my men's circle it's also really uh regenerative for me and uh that also looks like running going out for a run, taking a story and just letting it unpack. Yeah. Uh, usually unpack during the hills to get back to my house. Um, video games. I love video games. So that's, that's usually my complete checkout kind of time, which uh, does restore me a lot so long as I don't go overboard with it. And, you know, various like kind of plant medicine trips and journeys, um, whether it's just being in the backyard after a teaspoon of mushrooms and just, just letting it all download and absorb. Uh, 
Yeah. That's uh, that, that was pre baby. Some of that stuff. I haven't really figured out what a lot of it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you make a, you make a really good point, by the way, anybody listening, whatever your self care pieces are, you know, which, which self are you caring for is the question. And to be aware that all three, all three selves need, need care. But you pointed out something I did want to point out, uh, make a point of is that, yeah, we, it's kind of, it's definitely a place of privilege to be able to choose a purpose or a mission in life. It, it often our purpose is forced upon us, you know, if we're suffering from, uh, depending on the class that we're born into, uh, you know, it, it, it may, our purpose may just, may be completely internal. Our, we may have so much work to do around developing ourselves that we focus on a purpose statement that's all about self-discovery and growth and learning. And not so much about my impact in the world, although of course it will have an impact. And however, there are people that, uh, that live in different economic situations, different parts of the world, you know, or a person that's become a new parent and wasn't expecting it, you know, our, your purpose, your mission, etc., is gonna totally shift. It's not something that you select, it's something you step into out of need. And so uh, this whole process of, of reclaiming ourselves is definitely comes from a place of privilege, a place of, of personal development. It's also a part of um, individuation that Jung and Freud talked about. And it often doesn't happen till much later in our lives. Thank you. Thank you for mentioning that too. Yeah, this isn't all about gumption and picking yourself up by your bootstraps. <laughs> Situational in many in many cases as well, so and circumstantial, so well said. Right, and as a, as a new father and a relatively new husband, partner, you know, it's incumbent upon you to figure out ways to do that self-care differently than you used to. Because you have other yes. people that are pulling on you now and need you and are crying or whatever. Uh, I'm a dad of three daughters, Brandon, and a grandfather of four granddaughters, so I can attest to how dramatically my life changed as a result of those beautiful beings in my life. Oh, well, I'm in good company when I say this. I was, I had to poop yesterday while burping my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I said to, I looked at her, I said, I'm sorry, you have to go through this. (laughs) And Christine came into the toilet and grabbed the baby because she was trying to get things ready to race out the door. I was like, wow, this is something. <laughs> That's fantastic. And the wound. Well, well, thank you for. I was going to say, and wounding starts already for Bindi. <laughs> wounding starts. Yeah, wounding. Yeah, exactly. Right. Gosh, how much, how much Jungian analysis <laughs> right, will it take right. to <laughs> unravel that? Uh, I do want to thank you, Brandon, for going through the reclaiming yourself process with us. And and you might be asking, well, what does this have to do with purpose, right? It's like, what does this have to do with uh, developing deeper meaning in my life and and all of that? And and, and so, of course, remember, purpose is why do I exist, you know? We have our vision uh, plus action equals mission, which is a formula we use on our Mankind Project weekends. Our vision is what do I, but the purpose, vision's more about what the world is um, outside as far as the mission statement goes in MKP. However, vision within purpose is what do I aspire to? What is my life's goal? And the action is more about what paths or behaviors do I follow? So it's a little bit different. 
Uh, you know, my, my series of missions when I first went through the Mankind Project uh, going on 13 years ago and did my weekend, my first mission statement was all about myself, was all about doing the work of discovering who I am and, and working on the parts of myself that, that I hide, repress, and deny the shadows and, and how they impact myself, how they create misery and suffering in my life, and obviously impact the people I care about in my life as well. And so I, I spent two years as, with just looking at that part of myself. That, and that was one of the many missions in my life that add up to an overarching purpose. Um, the you know, purpose should guide you. Um, purpose is the thing that will get you out of bed in the morning on a, rain, on a rainy day. Yeah? Um, it should, so purpose should guide you. Mission can, missions can drive you. And vision is what I aspire to. And most importantly, when we start talking about purpose beyond ourselves, it is what is my impact? That's what matters the most. The great thing about defining purpose is that it forces you to deeply examine your life and clarifies what is truly important to you. Yeah, I'll have some of that. Yeah, exactly. And 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 you're in your thirties now. Thirties, the beginning of the <laughs> end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's a perfect time for for you to start inventorying your missions and to develop a, a purpose statement. And it, it, it doesn't happen overnight. This reclaiming yourself process usually we we leave our clients and our our groups with this for days and weeks, and we coach them through what they're discovering. And also help them set up a plan for self-care. And however, the next step is 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 about defining defining purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Help. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So one of the things that we learn on the Mankind Project is our little child's mm -hmm. deepest need, right? And that reflects to the wound, the wounded part of ourselves. So that's a lovely process, and I highly recommend if you haven't taken uh, the NWTA with the Mankind Project and you identify as male, that's a beautiful place to get started. Or if you're already a member of the Mankind Project and are considered initiated in the project, to consistently yeah. return to those deepest needs, to consistently remember the truth of what your yeah. child needed and how you can get that for yourself and perhaps in the process deliver that to others that may have a, a similar need that your mm. child had. What often happens, oh. so that, I, I'm sorry, what often happens go ahead. In, in, for example, integration groups or men's groups is they fixate on that childhood wound or wounds and keep recycling yeah. it and do what some people call building an altar to my wounds and they, and men don't progress yeah. them, and they don't be, they don't access the other parts of themselves that are necessary to be that whole uh, creative, powerful, you know, uh, man that we were meant to be on this planet. Right. Yeah. Wound worshiping. Yeah. I've, I've been exactly. there, done that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's easy to do. It's very easy to do without yeah. some guidance and awareness of these three parts of myself that all need nurturing. If I'm only nurturing the wound mm -hmm. itself. I'm, I'm stuck. If I'm, yeah. if I'm only nurturing my defended self, I'm stuck. 
that's why we advise nurturing all three parts consciously, purposely, and being, learning to be able to move between them at will. Which part, which part do I need to present here today? Yeah. For example, that makes sense. That does. That does. You know, and I was joking or not joking, but it, it was something Freudian, maybe perhaps that came out that said help when you were saying like, you know, now, now we come to finding purpose and I will often get to the end of a day wondering what did I even do today? Or I'll say to my friends like, man, I sometimes feel like I'm just spinning my wheels mm -hmm. and then they'll reflect back to me or my wife will reflect back to me like, are you kidding? Like you pushed this 20% further forward. You pushed this to completion. You, you're doing these things and you're doing that. And I think there's that, there's a, a mask or a defended part of me that I didn't mention before being the achiever that didn't get a call mm -hmm. out, which yeah, has this standard that um, is always saying it could be more, it could be more, it could be more. That's the part of me that would sprint. And so I think of, I came into this thinking purpose as in my purpose has to be uh, kind of like mission out of reach, just a bit out of reach. It has to be mm. something to crawl or, or climb mm -hmm. towards. But perhaps in this uh, season, and, and both of you know Larry Dawson. Um, he's a mm -hmm. guide mentor of mine in many areas of life. He's talking about, he talks about these switches in life and I'm coming out of this rooting, drinking and drugging switch of discovery, exploration and making mistakes to kind of putting the roots in the ground and, and kind of creating some, some uh, stability, structure, security. Maybe my purpose could just be that second gear. It's, it's not mm. foot to the floor. Hang on, baby. It's, you know what, this is cruise control. This is not getting anywhere on a deadline or too fast. It's just perhaps a, a focus on this reintegration and going back to a being kind of place. Because yeah, okay, here we go. Just took a layer off. Uh, I need a purpose so I can do more. There you go. That's how I came into this session. Bingo. I need a purpose so I can <clears throat> right, do more. Right. Wow, wasn't that misguided? Mm. <laughs> So there you go. So so I, I think that what I heard you say is is about downshifting, about slowing down, taking time. You talked about how you've been doing that in your relationship. You've got a dynamic that is set up in that way now. And I would call that actually one of your missions. Uh, because it's so it's a, it's one it's it's not necessarily a purpose. I'm still in the process of defining my purpose. I have a maximum transformational purpose statement that I've created. However, you know, when you're in your 30s, you've got a lot of, you have a tremendous amount of life in front of you and life experience. And a mission that it sounds like you're living in now is the downshifting. So, so, so and, and because the defended self, the part that wants to achieve, is, is driven by our wounded self. It's not until I totally integrate my wounded self and love and bless even the shadows that have developed in that space create a deep level of self-acceptance and knowing that my purpose will begin to reveal itself. Because if it's driven by my wounds, uh, I'm not, not going to find uh, life fulfillment. I'm not going to find the meaning that life holds for so me. So are you saying that this is, you know, 
are we saying that purpose should really be coming from one of the selves more than the other or just all of them together? It's, you need to have all of them. However, if, if, if they're rooted in only oh, one yeah. self, it's often means you're not impacting the world in your most um, performative way that, is nat- that comes you. naturally. That's not, oh, okay. not forced. Okay, that makes sense. All right, so this is starting to make sense to me now because, yeah, to me now, the purpose feels like it's actually wanting to get me more reconnected to one of myself which is my original. I seem, I know my wounded and uh, I could be completely naive in saying this, but I feel like I know my wounded and defended pretty well seven years of sitting in circle um, just about every week. Now there's probably a part of my subconscious going, (laughs) just wait. Um, But from, you know, from those 30 years and the discovery around that, I'm now like, wow, okay. Original somewhere. I'd like to do a bit more discovery. And it sounds like this natural downshift, which happened before I could ever even verbally or legibly write it down, has been nudging me in that direction. And, uh, you know, say what you will about Jordan Peterson, um, but he says, like, those first four years of your child's life, don't, don't miss it. Don't let anything get in the way of that. And... That's been a huge driver of what's allowing me to say no to so many things. Uh, A lot of people want me to be a part of their programs or their startups or whatever. And and it's, there's not even a part of me that wants to even open the door to see what they're offering. (laughs) It's like, nah, I'm I'm pretty, the altitude's great from here. Thank you. Uh, What can I do to be (laughs) as present as possible in this little girl's life? And knowing that, you know, if we get pregnant again, we sure had trouble the first time. But if we do get pregnant again, like, yeah, no, start the clock, another four years. Like, I, I am, mm-hmm. I really want to, if my 30s were really just the sum of setting up a phen- phenomenal foundation for my family and my kids, I don't care if my professional career growth stops <laughs> where it is. It won't because there's so many irons in the fire. But, the thing that yeah for me right now has is the most purpose driven is my family unit my marriage my daughter mm. uh, this house our home what we're creating right that's really cool uh i totally honor you I, that's the dream I wish I had had as a child that my parents right. were focused like you were. I didn't have those four years. Mm-hmm. And, and that is the, that purpose is absolutely one of the most impactful purposes I've ever heard. And, uh, if that's all you ever did, that's way more than enough because you're going to create deep meaning. Mm-hmm. You are creating deep meaning in your life that will last your entire lifetime and spill over into your future generations as well. Mm. It's glorious. It's beautiful. And it's, it is, it is parenting from the space that you're offering is one of the highest callings I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to add a perspective. Uh, friendly. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You're going to interrupt you. Say what you're going to say. I, I mean, I, I've been talking a lot, but I mean, if I achieve anything, in this life, like I'm, I'm okay with being okay in many areas of life. If that's on my epitaph, he was 
okay as a podcast host. He was okay as a men's work facilitator, but I want to, I want to be a black belt in being a husband mm-hmm. and being a father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what I was, that's beautiful. Beautiful. What I was going to say is you said earlier that maybe a little bit of resistance to purpose is that it's going to, you, you coded it as I need to do more. And I quoted as I need to be more, meaning be more the man that I was meant to be on the planet. Very different perspective. And mm. what I differ slightly from Michael is it's, I believe that each of myself has its purpose. My purpose of my original self is to risk being really vulnerable and authentic because a baby is totally 100% vulnerable and authentic, Right. They're unhappy, you know it instantly, and they don't hold back, right? And if they're happy, you know it instantly, and they don't hold back. This bubbling joy that comes out of a child is just like so moving. Uh, I want to access that more consciously and more regularly. That's my purpose of my original self, for example. Um, And each of my other selves has um, its purposes too. But all of those allow me to be more the man that I was meant to be in this planet. And another thing I wanted to add, another important perspective is it's so wonderful that you have your, your wife who t- reminds you of how much you are doing and accomplishing. We, we need that. That's why an I group is so important. And all three of us have marvelous partners who don't mince words about <laughs> telling us a oh what goodness, we work yeah. on and B that we are, um, that we are making progress and having an impact in the world. My partner, Michelle, reminds me all the time when I get sort of tired and say, oh, man, I haven't, I didn't accomplish anything today. And she just looks at me and like your wife said, are you kidding me? (laughs) Look at all you do and all you've done and who you are. So that's effective. I'd like, I'd Mm -hmm. like us to, uh, for our audience to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. I feel very fortunate. You know, uh, this month, my partner and I just celebrated 39 years together. And, and they have been such a gift in my life. They, uh, they're the canary in my coal mine. Um, my partner won't put up with any BS, challenges me constantly, and still loves yep. me. And it's that, it is that gift that has sustained me and I think our relationship for the past, going on 40 years wow. now. That's, that's amazing. Um, yeah, teach me how you handle that. <laughs> it wasn't easy when it comes to her, her directness and forthcomingness and her opinion I'm like could you you could have you could have finessed that my a journey bit was more you know kind of soften the blow it's like yeah. nutshell <laughs> bam <laughs> well that was I talked about my first mission statement out of the Mankind Project weekend it was it was about working on how I got triggered it was about the that little boy's deepest need you know I was seeking intimacy at a level that I didn't get when I was a child out of my re- relationship with my partner that I wasn't even making myself available for as in like yeah. give it to me right and it wasn't until I started doing that deep personal work understanding my wounds I'm still doing it it's not like I'm I'm, I'm still unpacking that it's not like it's it's done and understanding what those triggers were and what those, those unfulfilled needs were that kept me in the game. And, and we, it was, you know, it was, it was close. 15 years ago, I asked for a divorce and my partner said no, which is probably the greatest gift I've received wow. in the past 15 years. And 
and you know, and and Richie said said go and mm. do your work. Um, once you feel like you love yourself enough to come back to me, I'll be here waiting. What a gift, man! For her to be able to for for, the, for them to be able to hold that, right. to hold that center in that space, man. Yeah, it's been powerful. And, and so not all of us are blessed, uh, as the three of us are, to have partners in our lives like that. And, and to be honest, uh, it wasn't, I didn't get it from the outside. I didn't get it from Richie. It wasn't until I was able to give it to myself, to, to love myself, my shadows and all, uh, to forgive myself whenever that shadow popped up, that, that internal self-judgment. The worst things I've ever heard said to me were said by myself, mm -hmm. right? And it wasn't until I could catch that, I could catch that shadow and say, okay, hello, shadow. Thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you for helping me make sense of the yeah. world to this point. However, I'm not going to listen to that message anymore. Uh, and you're still welcome in my life. You're still a part of who I am. Thank you for getting me here. However, I'm just going to set you off to the side for this moment and step into self-love. And that, and to me, you know, Rick was sharing his original self. Mine is about self-love, self-forgiveness. It's not about just about acceptance because acceptance is still means that there's something that has to be accepted. It's about totally diving in. And my invitation to you is to be in love with yourself, to be in a romance with yourself, Brandon. Yeah, and that's uh, life's work. I mean, just last weekend, I, I did something that internally I considered stupid and I made a comment and, and Michelle, my partner, immediately said, wow, there's your self-deprecating part of yourself. How did that serve you right now? And I wanted to say, oh, F you, you know, <laughs> so lovingly and so directly that I looked at her and I said, thank you. You're absolutely right. 32 years of sitting in I group. I've been in I group longer than you've been alive, Brandon. And, yeah. and our group and Michelle is in my group right now. And it's a co-gender group. And to get that kind of feedback and that kind of in the moment, you know, there it is again, like, damn. So that's why I kind of laughed when you said seven years in group and you've got it, you know, <laughs> You got to handle oh, it here. Uh, it, it's never ending. And we're, never ending. two of us together are, are working on somatic experiencing therapy together individually and as a couple, which looks at how those traumas are embedded in ourselves and how they interact, how my traumas interact with her traumas completely unconsciously. <laughs> it's been a huge, huge gift to us to have these tools and, and to know about these selves. Yeah. Having said that, Absolutely. my friends, I have purpose yeah. work to do today, and I need to leave this beautiful convocation. I'm so very, very grateful of spending this time with you, Brandon. I, I love your authenticity. I love where you are in your life. I noticed that you're in your 30s. Michael's in his 50s. And I'm in my 70s. So we are banning hey. quite a range of men here, quite a range of ages, and we're in different places. And that's okay. Yeah, I remember being cool. a 30 year old with the, the new father. Woof. And I'm glad I'm yeah. not right now anymore. <laughs> it was hard. And I wasn't an MKP then. So I was trying to figure it all out by myself. It didn't work very well. It didn't mm. work very well. Mm. So thank well, you, you so much for having us on, Brandon. I'd to do this. And I, I'm not ending the podcast, I'm just ending my participation in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Till next time. <laughs> thank, 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Rick. Now go off and Take be care. on purpose. I know that's who you are and how you live your life. Take care. <laughs> Blessings. And Brandon, I'm aware that there may be some listeners. I understand that there are a lot of uh, women, people that identify as female, uh, listen to this podcast. And and if if uh, everything that we're talking about in, in reclaiming ourselves and our three selves is non-gender specific, and, and if you are listening to this podcast and you don't have a partner in your life and it's something you want, the invitation is to do a deep dive in these selves. Uh, because this is how we attract what we want in our lives by truly knowing ourselves, by truly loving ourselves, and not seeking fulfillment from the outside. However, letting it uh, manifest from the inside because that's what attracts right. people Starting in Starting intimacy life. with self, yeah. right? Into me see. Yes, indeed. That into me see, precisely. And that's what the Reclaiming Yourself mm-hmm. process is a, a doorway to. And it's a lifelong yeah. process as well. Well, I, I feel very fortunate, incredibly grateful to have been able to sit in this seat and be facilitated by you and Rick. And I would love to open that door and that opportunity to our listeners. So Michael, if you'd please, how can our listeners find out more about Wisdom Windfall and yourself and perhaps get themselves in in my seat to do this work? Certainly, well, thanks for the invitation. So our website is wisdomwindfall.com, spelled just the way it sounds. Uh, You could always send an email to me, that's Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L at wisdomwindfall.com. Check out our offerings online. If you'd like an exploratory or introductory session, we have some open in January. And, uh, and you can always reach out to me with questions or comments, uh, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Beautiful. Well, we will have those links in the show notes. That is for certain. And yeah, I tell you, I... I, I I want to do a follow-up with you to let you know how the next couple of weeks goes because this is shining a light on some areas uh, that consciously or unconsciously have been uh, coming to the surface and presenting itself, which is kind of cool. I'm, I'm grateful for some intuition to lean into some of this stuff and uh, and grateful for the other stuff that isn't serving that I need to snip. So I'm I'm really eager to witness these couple of weeks ahead and grateful that you have have created this space so masterfully to allow our listeners to join me and and do their own work too, which is really, really neat and really cool. So Michael, I really appreciate this, mate. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've always loved having you involved in this show and our previous show, Masked Off Monday. It's, it's been a lot of connection and I look forward to the next time that we have you on. Thank you, Brandon. I've always been a huge admirer of yours. And uh, if you want to get back together, I, I'm extremely curious about what comes up for you in the next yeah. few weeks. And so I'm available. Thank you. I, you I mean, you said admirer, but really what you're saying is super fan because uh, you told me at the beginning of this show, I mean, here I'm stroking myself right now, which which defended self is this? Uh, <laughs> <where is that? laughs> well, it's actually, it's just, it's just the truth. I've, I've listened to every, I've listened to every single one of your podcasts. Uh, the last one with Tom, with Dr. Thomas Griggs was wonderful. And I'm looking forward to the next ones. I, I, it's on, it's on, I subscribe uh, to the mankind podcast channel and it comes up automatically when I'm traveling. And so I get a chance to listen uh, to your brilliance and the brilliance yeah, and voice as well. Of course. A great. Yeah, Boyson's. He, yeah, when you're on, when you're taking a break and doing daddy duties, uh, Boyson's been doing a beautiful job. He's a he's a very powerful, purposeful absolutely, man himself. Absolutely, as are you, sir. As are we all, and I'm sure all of you listening. 
to the Mankind Podcast, the show where we break the molds of modern manhood to prove there is more than one way to be a man. I am grateful that you have joined us this week. We are back up and running as we enter into the second century of this show. We'd like to, we're so grateful that you've joined us for this first hundred episodes and we look to just go up and up from here. So thank you for being with us. Michael, thank you for being with us from the beginning. And yeah, if you have now, I, I, I seldom do this, but please, we love your feedback. If you have people that you would love to hear interviewed on the show, people that we may not even know, uh, email me at brandon at brandoncliff.com. Uh, I want to know who you'd love to hear on the show or just give me your feedback directly. Sure, there's the obligatory iTunes review, but if you want to speak to me directly, give me your thoughts and your feelings about where you would like to see this show go. Your opinion is as equally important as mine or voice. And so... Much love, lots of gratitude. Enjoy this holiday season and we will see you next week. This has been another episode of the Mankind Podcast produced in association with the Mankind Project USA. We have been your hosts, Paul Newell, Boyson Hodgson and myself, Brandon Clift. And we want to thank our guests for joining us today and imparting their wisdom from their experiences in this amazing journey called life. If you want to find out more about today's guests and support them in their mission, you can find links to them in the show notes. Now, if you have found gold and insights that you believe could benefit your loved ones and those you care about, be sure to share it with them. And of course, we are always grateful for a rating and review of the show on iTunes. Now, we've got to give special thanks to our back-end team, producer, editor, and audio ninja for the show, Michael J. Russer, and Don Huff, who takes care of our graphics and promotions and pretty much makes us look pretty. So, of course, thank you, Don. Now, above all else, we've got to thank you, the listener, because through your attention and your support, you have made it possible for us to let men all over the world know that they are not alone and that there is more than one way to be a man. And if something in this episode has touched you, then perhaps it is the call to action to get involved in men's work. With live trainings happening constantly and in-person trainings happening all over the world, the Mankind Project definitely has something for you. Now, if you've enjoyed the music in this episode and all of our episodes, be sure to check out Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors. I have links to them in the show notes. And lastly, just know what it means to me to be a man is completely different than what it means for you. What it means for Paul, what it means for Boyce, and that is the beauty of this journey. So if you are looking for guidance, support, and community as you begin to unpack and dive deeper into your men's work journey, then you know where to find us. Same place, same time, next week. Lots of love. We'll see you then.